Hello, everybody, and welcome to You Are Good Enough. This is your host, Kimberly Bell, and today I'm so excited because I actually have a client of mine who's actually decided they would be happy to do an interview with me, all in an effort to, to help my listeners take away some inspiration, some perspectives, some some you know different ideas about maybe navigating their own lives who are struggling with person you know personal issues you know our relationship with self relationship with others family all that good stuff so today i'm really honored to be speaking with uh jeff and um i'm gonna bring jeff here in a second he is such a such a dear client of mine and thoroughly enjoy working with him and seeing his growth and watching him really understand what it means to start living self-responsibly and with intention in his own life. I'm bringing Jeff on now. Jeff, welcome. Really happy to have you with me. First, maybe say why, what was it that brought you to see me, maybe for the first time? And then, I'm going to kind of go back in time. So I guess the answer to that question, and then I got another one. So, sure, absolutely. Uh, uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I feel really privileged and honored to be a part of this. Um, so what brought me essentially to see you was um, through the relationship that I was in at the time. We were going through a rough patch, and we decided that we wanted to try to see if someone could help open up another avenue of communication because that's where we struggled the most was communicating. Mm -hmm. um, we looked into a couple people. My girlfriend at the time had reached out and she initially showed me a couple things on your website. And I was like, yeah, we should give it a try. She seems like she would you know, be down to earth and maybe help us out. I believe when we first came to see you, it was in late May of, mm -hmm. of this year. And then we did about nine sessions with you together. Mm -hmm. Then after that, I continued to see you individually. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, thank you very much for that. So, so because we, you and I have spent some time together and I know about you know, a little bit of your past. And what I like people to understand is oftentimes our past dictates our codependent behaviors and patterns that we tend to carry through all the relationships in our lives. So if you could just, if we can go back in time a little bit with you and just kind of give us an idea of, you know, your past pains, the themes in your life, the, what relationships, you know, were or weren't working. Like what were your big pain points in your past growing up? If you can share that. So growing up, um, my, my parents, they, I can now say that they did their best with parenting, but they just weren't very good at it or very prepared for it. Mm -hmm. um, so luckily enough for me, I had fantastic grandparents that kind of stepped in to fill that role. Uh, but I always wanted my parents, you know, acceptance, affection. Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel like I was, you know, part of a family. And growing up, I didn't really get that from my, my parents. I relied solely on my, my grandparents for that and you know other family members that I was close to at the time. That type of thought process of constantly wanting to be like 
accepted by my family. It's just, I, I was always reaching out and doing things and trying to do a, a bigger thing for them to notice me and you know, mm-hmm. acknowledge me. It was, it was tough. I can look back at it now and say that I did everything I, I could with what I had mm-hmm. to try to keep the relationship with my parents going. Right. Um, but ultimately, I, I had to make the decision that it just, it wasn't helping me in my growth. So I had to take a step back and basically walk away. Right. Okay. And that's huge, you know, because that's one place in your life. And how old would, would you say you were, Jeff, at that time when you made that decision that you had to kind of walk forward for yourself? During my late twenties, I, I really tried to rekindle my relationship with my parents and tried uh-huh. to make things work. And I, I, I felt like I wasn't being true to myself because there was so much pain from the past that had never been addressed. And any time that I tried to bring it up and talk to them about it, right. it would just instantly be brushed under the rug as, oh, that's old. You know, that's, everything's fine yeah. now. And, you know, it wasn't fine. It wasn't fine for me. And I wanted to you know, kind of get something out of it where, you know, maybe I could explain why I feel the way I feel and they could tell me, you know, sorry, maybe. And that's kind of what I was hoping for, but that just never came. And I wrote a letter to my parents to try to get everything out and it just wasn't received at all. So that when I think I was 27, when I finally was like, you know what, I had to put my hands up and say, I I can't do this anymore. So I just had to walk away. Yeah, no, I am so impressed because what's beautiful about your story is that that was the first moment in your life, or that was a, maybe not the first, but it was a big moment in your life, it sounds like, where you chose you, right? And, and that's what this life is all about. And that's the beginning of letting go of codependency and codependent behavior. And I just wanna say too that um, in doing podcasts, you know, I really wanna do some podcasts with kids um, because of course I was a child and I experienced a lot of pain and you and I have the same themes that have run, you know, in our backgrounds. And one thing that I realized through my own parenting, when I would look at my child and I would realize something that I did or something my spouse did that truly hurt the child themselves is I would level, get down on their level and say, you know, I am so sorry. That was not the right choice that I just made. Whatever came out of my mouth was the wrong thing. I mean, just hearing an apology from a parent is powerful, right? It's powerful. And it shows you how much you're valued and cared about and acknowledged and you matter. And that is exactly what you were looking for. You just wanted a hint, right? You know, when I bet you felt like you were just looking for anything, you know, trying this, trying that, finding a beautiful letter and giving them the opportunity when you had been rejected so many times. I'm sure you you probably felt a lot of rejection from them. Um, Thank God you did have grandparents. Grandparents for me were, oh, they were amazing in my life and very grateful for mine as well. But that was the first time you chose yourself. You know what I mean? In your life. Yeah, absolutely. That was when I knew that nothing was going to change unless I made the change myself. So I had to take the initiative and, chose you. and do that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You had to choose you. And okay. And so that's awesome. Thank you. So during that time, let me ask you this question. Were you in a relationship at that time? I was, yes. Okay. So you're in that relationship at that time. Okay. And so 
you know, I heard in your, you know, what you were talking about a little while ago about how, and I'm, and I'm going to look for your feedback on this, how important the theme of family was to you, feeling like you belonged to a pack, to a unit, wanting to feel as though, yeah, you belong to something that everybody else does too. Like how important was that to you? It was pretty paramount for me. Um, when, when I got into my relationship that I was in at that time, um, I noticed how strong their family was and how connected they were to each other and how often they would get together just to spend time together. And yeah. that was something that I never really experienced with my own family. So being able to experience that, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was totally new, totally different, but I finally felt through their family that I had found my own. Yeah. Um, I just kind of like, there was a missing puzzle piece and they just kind of perfectly slid in there. Yeah. And it, it was just what I needed at that time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I shared this with you the other day. Um, I too had that experience with, um, with, with several relationships, but one in particular, and it was my first one. And I was supposed to be, you know, getting married and committing to this, this individual. And then through, you know, sitting with myself and actually working with a therapist a few times, I started to realize that he was, he was never really going to commit himself to me because he was more committed to his family. But what I realized about myself was I was kind of committing more to his family than I was to him. Like I wanted family so badly and so deeply that I was marrying somebody because of their family more than wanting to spend the rest of my life with this person and having them be a partner. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. Totally, totally can relate. Let me ask you this question. This just kind of came to me. So, so you're in the relationship, right? You were in your relationship and you know, you have all of a sudden you have the family, right? And now you feel like you have more stability in your life, I would imagine. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because family typically makes us feel like we have more to stand upon, right? A stronger foundation. Um, more, you know, more roots, more people behind us, support, all that good stuff. So I guess the question is, when, when we're in relationship, did you, did you notice any ways that you felt, any patterns of behavior back then, okay, different than now probably, but just going back back then to the early days of your relationship, I guess we'll say, did you notice any ways that you were feeling that kept you somehow feeling similar to the way you would have felt when you were younger with, with maybe your parents in some way? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, when I would see how loving this family was mm -hmm. um, and, and hearing through um, the person I was with at the time, how their childhood was, how, you know, they were always doing things together, mm -hmm. you know, what type, like how their holidays were. It was hard for me to hear because I felt like I had been cheated out of all that. Right. Um, I felt like I had missed out on so much when I was a kid and growing up with my own family. But now it was like, now I have an opportunity to really experience what this is like with a family that cares. Like, here I am just meeting these people for, you know, the first couple of months and they were just so ex like readily accepting of me. Mm -hmm. and, and it was incredible. Like everything that came with me, they, I'm sure they heard 
kind of watered down versions of how things went with me through the person that I was with. So they could kind of gauge where I would be. Like, I'm, I'm not naive to know that people talk to their parents and they'd say, oh, you know, he's been through a lot. He's been through a lot. Sure. But they never treated me like right. any, any, anybody else other than a member of the family. Yeah, that's really cool. And so, so within that relationship then, so now all of a sudden you have, you know, you got relationship, you got family. So during the relationship, you know, I, I know that there was a point for you when you felt you started to question the relationship, right? Relationships feel great in the beginning, right? And when they're built on, you know, faulty foundation, what I like to call more codependency, they eventually, you know, what I like to say is the fat always rises to the top, right? All of a sudden we start to see what was underneath, what was what it was really built upon. So during a time when you started to question yourself, what kind of fears, if I might ask, what kind of fears did it trigger in you? Like, what were you most worried about when you started feeling as though you started to question your relationship? I was mostly afraid of just going back to being totally alone again. Yeah. What it came down to was I had gotten the one thing that I wanted so badly as a kid, but it wasn't my family, no matter what. Like, it was still this this temporary thing because I, when I started questioning what was going on in our relationship, the thoughts of losing that family is what I feared the most. Okay. It was like, I, I have this great thing and these people are so accepting of me. I don't know if I'll ever find people like this ever again in my life. But at the same time, that cannot be the only thing that keeps me coming back to this. I'm like, well, we can try because this family is so good. Well, either way, I was growing more and more unhappy in the relationship, mm-hmm. as was the person I was with, and it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't healthy anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so would you say, I mean, I know that I can say that I did this. Did you stay in your relationship? Do you feel, looking back, right, because it's always easier to look back when we, we tend to have more perspective than in the moment. In the moment, we are terrified to be alone, right? That is... I would say that that is the, the biggest fear that I hear from, from people. And I'm, I'm working with a lot of men right now. A lot of men, they're not happy, but they're afraid to speak. And they're not sure how to navigate things. And the biggest reason why they stay is because they don't want to be alone. So is it fair to say that that was the biggest fear? That was definitely one of the biggest fears, yeah. It was, because a, it's a different type of alone when you have no one else to, to go back to. By this time, my grandparents have both passed away. Oh, um, my, I don't have my, my mother and father in my life. I don't have any real relatives around um, that I could stay with. So it was, it was a, a fear of basically just losing everything. It was losing everything because finally you got the golden ticket of the family and now you were losing that and the relationship. You're losing it all. You're losing multiple relationships, basically. Okay, so here's a question for you. When you knew the relationship, it was starting to expire. I guess that's the way I like to look at it, okay? When did you realize you were sacrificing yourself, you know, your wants, your needs, your desires? I don't mean that sexually. I mean that overall, right? 
when were you losing, did you at some point feel like you were losing yourself as an individual, um, stepping out of integrity with yourself because you felt the word desperate came to mind. And we've all had those moments where we do feel desperate if we feel like we're going to lose things that are most valuable to us. So I'm sure you experienced all of that. And then at some point we realize sometimes that we have to, again, choose ourselves, right? So like you had to choose yourself with mom and dad, maybe you had that moment come around again, but in a very different way, right? This was more family than you had ever experienced in a lot of ways, I'm sure. So what, when, I, when I say that to you, what comes up? Absolutely, I, was, I felt like I was beginning to resent myself because I wasn't living the way that I have been telling myself I want to live. You know, I, I had started changing my mindset mm -hmm. and doing work on myself. Mm -hmm. But when it came back to the relationship, I would still be willing to sacrifice these new thoughts and, and new, you know, truths that I was trying to hold on to. I would still kind of skirt around them for the happiness of, of the other person. Mm -hmm. And when it got to a point and I... You know, I've, I'd have like conversations with myself and I'd say, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. what, what are you doing right now? You say it to yourself all day. You don't want this anymore. Mm -hmm. Then, then make, make a change. You need to change it. No one else is going to do it for you. Right. Well, I, um, well, I have a lot of respect for that because, you know, it, it's one thing to be able to talk to yourself. It's another thing to kind of coach yourself through it, you know, and, uh, and, and, and be that force for yourself. Is a big deal so kudos to you in that moment what was something that you just couldn't take anymore if you feel like you can share it i mean like what was the thing that you felt you were sacrificing self most for or what was that thing do you know what i'm asking i, th I think i know what you're asking okay. what what i feel like i was sacrificing most was my own personal happiness mm -hmm. um i was trying to make someone else happy constantly and trying to go above and beyond to get mm -hmm. some type of recognition back that they're still in this with me. Mm -hmm. And that was, now I can look back and say that's the wrong approach because it was constantly me giving and giving and giving rather than sitting back and, you know, letting things happen. Um, I was, I felt like I was almost forcing it. You know, I would try to do something that would bring out a little bit of spark back in the relationship but when I could notice that these things didn't matter anymore it didn't matter how what I did to surprise someone with you know, you know kindness or anything like that it mm -hmm. wasn't received the same way that it it had been prior and visibly I could see it emotionally I could feel it mm -hmm. and it just wasn't there anymore and it was undeniable it was, it was so right in front of my face at the, the breaking point that I had reached, mm -hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't even hide it anymore. I couldn't look away because no matter what direction I looked in, it was still right in front of me. Yeah. The truth was like in your face. <laughs> and you got to that point where, and I say this often to people in relationships, when it becomes so uncomfortable and so painful to stay, right, that the staying outweighs the fear of moving forward and leaving right? And starting a new life. That's when you know it's definitely time to go. 
everyone takes a different time, you know, their everyone's process is a little bit different because everyone's past and their triggers and all kinds of things are, are really different. But here's another question I have though, because oftentimes we know things, I've, I've experienced this in my own relationships. We know it's changing, right? We know it's changing, but there are still parts of the relationship that we're trying so hard to hold on to. And then, as you said, right, because this is exactly what you're saying, then those parts start to lose their appeal because the other things become so loud that we can't deny it for that forever, right? We, we all get to a point where we're like, okay, I literally can't take this anymore. I literally, I can't watch them. I can't watch me. We're forcing it. We've expired. Energetically, because I know that when we force things in our lives, because I talk a lot about vibration and frequency and how, you know, there's lower vibration, there's higher vibration, and there's an undeniable um, connection between when we get into these lower vibration, denser energies, and what is out picturing in our personal world around us or in our world. So, I mean, People often get sick, right? Or, you know, then we start having like, you know, crazy things happen, car accidents happen, and all kinds of things can happen in our lives when we're choosing to stay in a situation that keeps us stuck in our lives. It's almost like the universe is trying to get our attention, you know? Um, I had a situation where the universe was trying to get my attention many, many times, and, and not even that long ago, actually, where I was in a situation that I needed to press the eject button with, and I ended up hitting an animal. And for me, that is an absolute devastation. I mean, it, it probably is for everybody listening to this. That moment was like, girl, what are you doing? It's getting loud. And so I know when that happens that I need to really listen now because I know things can get really blown up. So without giving too many details of your life away, I guess, Jeff, I'm just curious to know if you saw what I'm talking about where the energies get freaky, all kinds of stuff start going on. And then, and then we're like, wow, okay, I got to stop the madness because that's what it starts. It can start to feel like there's madness going on. Did you have that experience in any way? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and you know, just from us talking prior yeah. to this podcast, yeah. I, I kind of pick up on people's energy a little yeah. bit more than other people do. And I can yes. kind of read, read people mm-hmm. in, a, in a different type of way, especially people that I'm close with. You know, yeah. you get a, when, when you're with someone for seven and a half years of your life, yeah. you, you, you pick up on the little nuances, like their facial expressions, how they walk through a room. If they're having a bad day, you can feel it the second that they walk up to you and you can just see it and feel it. And for a while, it was like when I would try to, to connect, it was like I was hanging on to a, a phone with a busy signal. Like there was just no one at the other end. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly reaching out. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And it was just, it wasn't a reciprocated thing. Like mm-hmm. I was trying my best to show that I'm still present in this and still mm-hmm. working towards it. Mm-hmm. and hoping that we're both on the same page, mm-hmm. but I couldn't even get an answer if we were or not. Mm-hmm. So eventually it, it, I had to put the phone down. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, and I commend you. So, so what was, and maybe you've already said, what was the turning point without sharing too much of your personal life, okay? What was the turning point 
what was the moment when you realized maybe you hit your head against the, you were hitting your head against the wall for the 2000th time and you weren't going to do it for 2001, <laughs> right? Yeah. So the, the day that I finally decided that enough was enough, yeah. um, I was having a, a nervous breakdown. I was losing it completely. I didn't know what to do, where to go. I was just completely lost. I can remember looking at myself in the mirror and my face just looked so exhausted. I, like I could see how run down and how depleted that I had brought myself to. I'd gotten myself to this point of just running on fumes emotionally and mentally. And I was like, dude, enough is enough. You have to get out of this because you are going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah. You're beating a dead horse here. Mm-hmm. Just wake up. It's time that you, you moved on from this. Mm-hmm. You're going to be okay. And that's what I had to really tell myself over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like I had to convince myself because right. I knew I would be okay. I've right. been through enough things in this, in this life so far after 30 yeah. years that I know that I can get through this. It is going to be tough. It's not going to be fun. This is not what I wanted but it's what I needed. Right. It's funny how the things that we don't, oftentimes the things we don't want to do are exactly the things that we need to do in order for us to make a big, a great change for ourselves in our life. So here's another question. When that moment finally happened where the conversation happened or whatever it was, you decided to choose you because you felt like you were losing yourself now, way past the time of losing yourself. You were trying to regain yourself back in that moment when you decided to move forward alone. I'm curious to know, you know, because we're so fearful, right? We're often so fearful of asking the question, right? We're terrified because we're afraid we're going to hear the answer we don't want to hear, right? There's a lot of things that we do in relationships that keep us really stuck. But I guess my question to you is that moment, when it was final, how did you feel? I want the listeners to hear for the, those who are struggling and stuck and challenged right now. How did you feel in the moment when you finally made the decision to move forward and to stand up for you? When I finally worked up the, the courage to you know, tell myself enough is enough and walk out the door, yeah. When I finally left and I was driving down the road, it was like the first time that I had taken a, a, a breath of fresh air in like two years. I don't even know how to describe it. Something just changed in that instant. I felt completely different. I felt like I had just dropped a, a rock that I had been dragging around on my back. It was like I had so much weight and so much stuff that I was holding on to that I just needed to let go of and just say, you know what? This is out of your control, but you can you can make a difference in your own life. You can change something right now in your own life. And that's what I knew I had to do as, as hard as the decision was. I knew I had to do that for myself. Right, right. And, you know, you brought up the word control, which is so huge because people are always trying to control the speed of relationships. They're trying to control so much about relationships, manipulating this, that, and the other to prevent things or to push things ahead, you know, all kinds of things because we just want to feel comfortable, right? So in, in the moment, driving down the road, when you made that decision, did you feel excited inside in some way? Oh yeah, absolutely. 
um, I, I still feel excited just knowing that there's still so much more that I can do. Like I, I'm no longer limiting myself based off of someone else's happiness. I, I'm just concentrating on putting myself first, my happiness, what I want for myself, my career, my life, everything. I can just focus solely on that right now. And it's incredible. So how would you describe how you feel every day compared to how you were feeling, you know, back when you were still stuck? Uh, well, I, I, right now, I, you know, you know, I live with a friend. I don't have a place of my own, yeah. but every day I wake up feeling so grateful and so mm -hmm. thankful mm -hmm. for all of the people that have been in my corner telling me, you know, you're doing the right thing, having my back, supporting me. I, I don't know how I was able to make such an impact on all these people's lives that they are still right behind me, but I'm so glad because I have some of the best friends I could ever ask for. And, you know, people that I haven't spoken to in years, I've reached out to, to see how they're doing. And it's, it's a great feeling. That is awesome. That is so awesome. You sound like renewed, <laughs> you know, you sound, you feel renewed. And so I want to talk a little bit about now that you have the turning point and you've moved forward, what can you say? Are there a few, few tools? Are there books that you've read? What, what have you done, you know, to help you on this journey, this, this path of yours? Like, I know that I was big into books and I was big into all kinds of things and everybody has their own thing. So I'm just curious to know, like what has kept you moving forward? What did you use? Did you have anything that you did or said to yourself or just anything that might offer help to who's listening? Books definitely help me. I like reading things that I can relate to, mm -hmm. um, especially um, your book that I read. Um, the, the empowering moments at the end of each chapter, mm -hmm. writing this down in a journal and actually putting it on paper yeah. so you can go back and read what you wrote. It's really powerful. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, I have a daily journal that I just kind of write my day. In. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'll do it every single day. I, I write, usually before I go to bed, mm -hmm. I'll write you know, what day it is, how the weather was, what I did that day, pertinent things, important things. I stick to one page. I, I try to limit it just to one page so I can get all the important things down. Mm -hmm. And then another thing is just getting out into nature and going on walks. Um, just being outside, it changes how you feel when you're not just constantly sitting in a house. It's different being outside. Mm -hmm. the, the smells, the sounds, just being in silence in nature and just letting everything around you just kind of like melt away. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something different that I never had really the ability to do where I lived before because it was mm -hmm. right in, in a city uh, but now I, I walk out my friend's back door and he's got a nice walking trail so I go out there in the mornings with a cup of coffee and I'll sit on this rock and I watch the sun come up every once in a while it's it's really really great that's incredible that's really cool and I it's really funny I mean of course I recommend people I work with you know I, I'm try I try to recommend books you know getting outside in nature I'm always talking about because I just feel like we're held in nature. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's the mother nature thing. I'm not sure, but I feel like everything is so alive outside. So 
it can bring an in inspiration. It can help you feel better. There's so much beauty to be seen too, you know, and yeah, just being in the woods and watching the sun rise or set or hearing the birds, like I was watching birds last night. I mean, sometimes we just have those moments where we just totally become in awe with nature because there's so much to offer and it changes constantly. So this has been awesome. I'm trying to think of what, is there anything that you would like to offer somebody who might be in a relationship that they know isn't working for them, but they don't have the guts to, to move forward for themselves? Or, or is there a piece of something that you might offer someone to do that you didn't do in your relationship? Or is there anything that you would like to share? Yeah, I would say my biggest thing that I was, I knew that I was not being true to myself with the most was not trusting my gut and not trusting my intuition. Yeah. Um, I knew for a while that things weren't going the way that I wanted them to. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about earlier, I felt like I was staying for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. I realized I was staying for the wrong reasons, hoping for something to, to change on the other person's side. But then I had to stop having an expectation of that. I had to stop expecting someone else is going to change because I want them to. That's not how this works. The only thing that I could change is my situation for myself. So I had to be the person that does that. If you feel like you're giving too much of yourself away, if you feel like you're starting to resent yourself and even starting to resent the other person because they're not living up to the expectations that you have, that's entirely on you. And it took me a long time to realize that. But as soon as I did, that is what gave me the extra strength to move forward with my life with purpose and do things for me. Totally powerful. So much truth there. You know, waiting. Um, I don't know if I did a podcast on waiting, but I'm going to be doing one on waiting if I haven't already because so much of our lives goes on waiting in a relationship, goes on waiting, waiting for something to happen. You know, even in jobs, waiting for something to happen. And people wait for years and years and years. And you do become resentful of yourself and the other person. You know, maybe, maybe we, it's safer to feel more resentful of the other person because if we run our, resent ourselves too much, then, then that brings on a whole other dimension of, of life and sadness and despair. So, yeah, very, very true. It's, um, it's, you know, I've been saying lately, you know, we come into this world alone and we leave this world alone. And, it's on us. I know it is. Uh, it is on us 100% to get our stuff straight, um, to have the kind of life we want to have instead of giving our power away to others in our lives so that they can decide what kind of life we're going to have. And until we step into our personal power and make the decision to get into the driver's seat, it's not our life. <laughs> That's that's it. We're, we're letting other people drive for us. And that's, I think that's where the frustration comes in, right? That's, that's when we start to get angry at other people. So, because we can't expect others to do things on our timeline, the way we want them, all of those codependent behaviors. Um, and I was like that for much of my life. And you know what? There's still trickles of that that I find with myself at times. And I'll be like, you know, Kim, really? Um, 
And I would also like to say too, that there are always two people in a relationship, right? And so that means that we have two different experiencers. And so that means that two different people had two different experiences. We constantly play roles. We shift roles. We might stay the same often in you know, the roles we play in relationships. But I do want to point out that my relationships, I had an experience and the people I was in relationships with, so did they. I realize now that the people who are, we are in relationships with are our greatest teachers in the moment because they are the ones who trigger the childhood wounds and they are the ones who give us the opportunity to see what really is dysfunctional, what really is not in alignment with our greatest, best, higher self. You know, I, I wanted to say that because although you know, we've talked about your experience. There's an experience we haven't heard, you know, and there is no right and there is no wrong. It's just, you know, if it's time to come together and be a couple and learn from each other, it is. And when we can no longer, you know, learn from each other and it becomes unhealthy for us, that's when it's time to separate and possibly move apart, right? So I love the analogy you gave me the other day. Um, is there anything you want to say on that before I move away? Um, the only thing that I, I wanted to add to is that at this stage of the game where I feel like I'm maturing so much more than I would have been, you know, a year, two years ago, like if, if this situation with us separating had happened at that time, I wouldn't have had the same thankfulness for the relationship, I would say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, right. Like I, I can't look back at the relationship and be angry or bitter it's taught me what i want most out of life it's taught me how i want my relationship to be and it was like i said before letting go of expectations like i i shouldn't have expected this is going to be the, the person that I, I get married with i shouldn't have expectations this is the person that i'm going to start my family with if that happens fantastic but it shouldn't be an expectation and when i finally let go of these expectations is when i, I let go of a lot of negative feelings that I had been having toward that person. And it felt so much better to separate on good terms with this person mm -hmm. and still be able to stay in some type of contact and not have any like ill will or, you know, I don't, I, I still wish her the utmost success in her life and in her career. Oh. I will always have a love for her no matter what, because She's taught me so much about myself. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for saying that. That's, that's really, that's amazing. It's awesome. And, and that's what it is. You know, we are learning um, so much. And yeah, you taught her a lot too, you know, um, about herself as well. And, and that's the beauty of it. So, you know, the other day, it wasn't an analogy, actually. It was more like a metaphor. And I liked the way that you described where you feel you are now. And I don't want to like be a spoiler on it, but do you know what I'm alluding to? How you described the way that you feel right now in your life? Yeah. So I had been speaking with a friend of mine. Um, we were talking over the phone and he was telling me, he's like, man, it's so great. You're, you know, you're not really letting this sway you. It's not going to knock you over. And I just kind of described it to him in the sense that, I feel like I've been like this piece of rock that's just been getting smashed with hammers over and over and over again. And 
chipping away at little pieces that I just needed to let go of and needed to break off. And now I'm just this statue that's not going to be moved. I'm not going to be swayed by a, a, a bad wave of energy. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to crumble under the weight of a lot of stress. I mean, there's been so many things that have come up over the course of the last two years that I could have easily just put myself in a room un under the covers and said, I'm done. I'm, I quit. I'm over it. I can't do this anymore. But that's just never really been me. I, I've never been the person that like, I, I fail a lot. I mess up a lot and I'm not afraid to admit it. But no matter what, I always want to do the best at whatever it is I'm doing. And right now I want to do the best at my life. And that's what I'm focusing on the most. Yeah, that's cool. You're, it's, it's like you're immovable, you know, now. Um, you have so much strength and your core is so strong, which is cool. And I, and I hear people use the word fail. And I guess I'll use the word fail too. But, you know, I do look at fail real differently. I'm not trying to be such a life coach here, but it's the contrast in life that helps us see, it's the duality in life that helps us see the whole and helps us learn, right? As I said to a kid last night, because he's right now defining himself by a, a choice he made. And you know what? We need those moments in our lives to choose differently next time. I never look at it as though it's failing. I look at it as though we're investigators and we're gathering information and oh boy I did it mm, boy that didn't feel so good next time I'll do it differently you know so I don't think he failed um you know when I when I look at you I'm just so proud of the man you're turning into and where you're going with your life and the way that you've really allowed all of your experience to totally empower you and elevate you and give you the core strength that you have now and finding the good in all things because there really is a silver lining and in talking with you in this interview thoroughly totally enjoyed this because you just have you you're just at such a different place now i love your strength i just have to say that i love your strength and i love your spirit and it is it's my honor. It was my honor to do this interview with you too. It's my honor to work with you too. <laughs> and I, and I just love it. So I just wanted to kind of end it there, I guess. Well, I mean, working with you has been a privilege, um, meeting you and coming into contact and you've seen this, you've been able to see firsthand where I started and, you know, the mindset that I had before and where I was mentally, emotionally, and, to be able to have you in my corner and help me out through this. I don't think I could have done this with somebody else. Um, there was definitely something like we say with the universe that brought you and I to that moment. Um, I a hundred percent believe that everything happens for a reason, whether you perceive it as good or bad. I guess I should change what I said before failing. I shouldn't say failing. I we should replace that with learning. I learn a lot. Uh, if, if it sounds better. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so I compliment is totally felt and I appreciate it. I deeply, deeply do. And I know that anybody who walks through my door is totally meant to work with me, whether it's one time or nine times or a hundred times, whatever it is, you know, we come together and we do what we need to do. And, and that's what we do. So I really appreciate it. And I remember a moment so distinctly when we started our work together 
and I wanted to say the truth to you, and I knew the truth was going to be hard for you to hear, but I saw myself in you so much, right? The younger me and the way that I was in some of the patterns, and we had that in common. And I'll never forget looking at you and, and basically, I don't know if you're going to remember this moment, but I remember thinking to myself, I got to be all the way. One thing I try to do with all my clients is be all the way honest, right? And it's the way we say it, but I wanted you to feel the pain of the, the perspective that I had in the moment so that you could feel the uncomfortableness so that you could start to move away from it. And I, and I, I just, I don't know if you remember that, but. Um, I can definitely remember when we first sat down and, yeah. you know, you said, I'm not going to tell you everything you want to hear. Okay. And, and this isn't about that. And I was like, good absolutely fantastic i don't want to hear what i want to hear i just want someone to tell me the truth yeah yeah and and so that's why we work so well together probably so um probably so, yeah no it's good we're a good fit and i appreciate it and i guess that's it i really love this thank you for uh helping others i'm just going to say goodbye to all of our listeners thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you found something really valuable today in our, in our conversation. And I look forward to seeing everybody really soon. Take care. And don't forget, you are good enough.